0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY
0: Money. DIY Money.
1: What's shaking, Daniel?
0: It's pumpkin spice season. Mm. Are you all in on pumpkin spice? Uh, Not at all. Everything pumpkin, like air freshener in your car, coffee in the morning, whipped cream, lunch, (laughs) just pumpkin spice on top of your pasta.
1: So that's gross. I actually do like pumpkin spice and all the things. You remember when I went through the phase where I would hit the Dunkin' on the way in and I would get like their... Yeah, daily on coffee. The special. For a while. It was it was bad. I mean it would I'd like roll through there and I'd be like, What's the daily coffee? And they'd be like, you know, gingerbread, sugar, cookie, cream
0: times really? two. Mm. And
1: I'd be like, Give me one. And throw a donut in there too. No, I never had the donut. But I had enough sugar in the coffee. I have no desire for that anymore. Uh it's been years. And I don't I'm just not a pumpkin spice guy. And I'll tell you why, because after I have something like that. Man, I crash and burn. I do not like the feeling of after that. I didn't even have a lot of candy from uh, from Halloween trick or treat. Did you go trick or treat? It's still Halloween? early. We're recording this on the second. We're two days in. Oh, I haven't seen my kids' candy. They they have they learned. It, it oh the yeah, vault. they they take it, and I mean it's it's yeah, it's not.
0: Oh, ours is right in the pantry. Yeah, yeah, no. Kids will in a couple months be like, where'd all that candy go?
1: Yeah, they uh, no, they've learned that if they don't put it in their respective areas that their brothers will take it. Mainly mm-hmm. the oldest brother will take it. So they well actually and the oldest brother didn't go trick or treating this year. He's dialed in. Man, my oldest son, golly, I mean, working out in the gym three days a week it's five forty five before school, the pool, six AM five fifteen AM, two days I mean it's just dialed in. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I got on that. Um Pumpkin Spice are you a pumpkin spice guy? I don't see you as no. a pumpkin spice guy.
0: I think it's silly. Because it's no pumpkin, it's all spice. Mm. They just—they should just call it spice. autumn spice. What can we get started for you today? Hello,
1: can I get two iced chai lattes with the pumpkin cream cold foam, extra pumpkin? I like the term autumn. I like that better than fall. Well, fall positive. kind of odd. Fall. Welcome to autumn. We got a question. Oh, let's do some housekeeping. First of all, and this is uh, apropos. I've always wanted to say that. Apropos to today's question that if you have a complex situation that's a little unique or maybe you need a second opinion, feel free to hit us up. Check us out at Joule Financial, J-O-U-L-E Financial.com. On our website, we have an area under services that talks about our wealth development program. That also could be uh, titled complex issue problem. I don't know, whatever. If you've got a unique situation, you need a second opinion, uh, hit us up. We'll uh, schedule a Zoom regardless of where you are and learn more about your situation. If we can help, great. If we can't, we'll, we'll certainly let you know that as well. But uh, this is, again, apropos to John's question today. John, what do you got? D-I-Y!
0: Hi, DIY Money Crew. This is John from Massachusetts, but originally from Niagara Falls. I am a grandfather with 10 grandchildren, and I've set up 529 funds for all of them. I have, however, two of them that are on the autism spectrum, and I'm not sure that their college is in their future, per se, so I'm wondering about what the restrictions are or the pros and cons of transferring a 529 funds over into an ABLE account. Your help on this matter would be greatly appreciated, and go Bills.
1: <laughs> Niagara Falls. Uh, have you ever been? Uh, not as an adult. No. No. When you were a kid, did you get on the maiden, Maid of the no Mist? I have no idea. I don't really
0: remember it as no. a kid. I was yeah. pretty young.
1: Niagara Falls, uh, very close to where I grew up, about an hour and 20 or so. Um, I'm in between, uh, John, I'm in between uh, Rochester and Syracuse, just east of Rochester. So I used to head over. I mean, admittedly, when I was 18 years old, my buddies and I would head up to Niagara Falls and go to the Canadian side. If you know, you know. We'll leave it there. I don't know. Okay, first things first. What is your name? Uh, McLovin. McLovin. Anyways, okay, uh, go Bills, John. So this is unique, um, and I, I think I, I think you're right in that moving assets um, out of the 529 in something that could be protected. You used the the phrase, or you mentioned that college might not be in their future. Let's approach this from two angles. Let's, because as, as you know, if you've been a listener to the show, you know I have a, a, a son that has uh, special needs and will have, well, A, will not go to college, and B, will have, uh, you know, services from the state or the government for the rest of his life. So there's uh, twofold for us. Number one, having money in a college fund was irrelevant. And as you know, We don't use 529s. We use custodial accounts. So, But that money didn't need to be in either because of the second reason, which is we didn't want it as part of his sort of net worth to uh, discriminate him, wrong word, but you get what I'm saying, from receiving benefits. So we wanted that money completely out of his name. Now, uh, if it was just a college thing, like if you're just going, you know what, I'm not sure if they're going to go to college – Um, but they're on the spectrum and they'll probably be able to work and we don't need, you know, we probably won't need Medicaid and we don't need, you know, long-term services and they won't need a facility, you know, all those things that you're not necessarily concerned about, then I don't see why utilizing the 529 and keeping that there using the 15-year rule for Roth conversion in the future, which you've heard us talk about hopefully on previous podcasts, which is a new benefit in the Secure Act 2.0, gives you the flexibility for them to leave it, grow it inside of 529. Hey, they may go. You never know what happens. He didn't say ages, right? So we don't know whether they're 15 and going in a few years or two. So depending on ages, I mean, you just don't know. So there's an opportunity eventually to say, oh, they're not going to go to college. We don't need this in the 529. Let's start moving it to a Roth for their benefit. So I would say that would be a good potential solution if using or not using for college was the sole purpose. That being said, you mentioned ABLE account. So let's talk about that. ABLE accounts are state-sponsored accounts for children with disabilities that can be used in the future to offset medical expenses, but, and this is big, does not come into the calculation for their uh, estate or their net worth to eliminate the possibility of government funds or government services. So we have an ABLE account for our son. We moved custodial money. We were saving for all three of our kids. We had a late diagnosis with our child. We, We didn't know what was going on you know, it was a few years. My wife and I knew this is something's not right, significantly delayed. It was honestly, a, 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 by the grace of God, and I really mean that, that we got an actual diagnosis. We were, we were um, sent to a, a geneticist, he ran a full mapping and found uh, the, the genetic disorder that he has, which was, again, a, a miraculous. But nonetheless, we then immediately took action, and that money out of the custodial. I removed and put into an ABLE account. But my intention was not just because I knew he wouldn't go to college. It was in addition to make sure that we didn't discredit him from receiving uh, aid in the future. Subsequent to that, we have also started a, a special needs trust for his benefit. So we have the ABLE account. We also have the special needs trust, which is growing and we continue to contribute to, which will be for his benefit in the future, as well as not hindering him from getting services from the federal federal government or uh, the state of Kentucky. There's unique uh, attributes about moving monies. I'll let Daniel talk about that. What say you, Daniel?
0: Yeah, I think the elements of something that has this many moving parts is the type of thing that you definitely want to talk to an advisor and or financial planner and or potentially other professionals that you might want to loop into this. A few things, obviously, to consider is the 529 account ownership versus beneficiary is an important factor. Uh, The account owner is the one who is going to be counted for having possession of the assets uh, from a means testing perspective. So keep that in mind, depending on the severity of the disability. Uh, you could withdraw funds from a 529 without penalty for a disability, but it has the disability has to prevent uh, basically gainful employment. So all of these things you're going to want to talk through a financial planner because depending on a, each um, particular person's situation in this regard, uh, it could actually be a different strategy even within to individuals who have some type of disability. So there's not a one-size-fits-all here. You kind of have to look at the the uh, the entire picture and figure out what's going to be best in the potential future that, uh, that you're seeing. There's other elements that'll come into play, such as potential Medicaid paybacks and things like that uh, that would apply uh, to an ABLE account, but not a 529 account. So again, all of those layers going into it and really kind of understand, um, I guess, the perspective there that you want to do uh there's contribution limits that we have to kind of keep in mind as and then uh total maximum contributions uh for both of these accounts so again uh this is one of those things where it really is a prime candidate for sit down do a plan understand why you're doing what you're doing ask a lot of questions model it a couple different ways And ensure that whoever you're working with from a financial planner or advisor standpoint understands kind of the entire situation. Don't just, uh, if you just say, hey, I have a disabled grandkid and I'm using an Able account, uh, don't let them assume that you've done all the homework. Like, make sure they're asking you the questions and trying to figure out things like, well, what's the. What's the prognosis for will they be able to work? Will they not be able to work? Uh, what le- you know? How severe is the disability? Things like that. They should be going into depth on that because all of those factors are going to contribute to what the best answer here is going to be.
1: The last thing I'll add, John, go Bills, is that you can sort of plan aggressively now and alter in the future if needed. It's very difficult to... Not it's very difficult to do the opposite. So what I mean by that is while we did, I mean, again, unless CRISPR comes out with something that can clip, you know, uh, my son's X chromosome such that, you know, he's miraculously healed. uh, There's not much change that I suspect will occur. That said, our special needs trust is a revocable living trust. Theoretically, not theoretically, it is. And so, therefore, we can move monies pretty easily in and out. It's not a Medicaid trust that locks it up. Uh, So it it gives us the benefit of protection and monies available for him, but the flexibility to alter if needed. So I think, again, as Daniel said, this is a planning thing. And this is why I said, you know, in, in relation to our situation, you're in Massachusetts, I'm sure. There's great folks around you. Seek someone out. Seek a second opinion. Give us a ring, whatever, uh, to to really explore all of these options and how they fit together with the big picture. Great question, John. Hopefully, we provided some value uh, with our answers and point you in the right direction. You can do it. Uh, Good luck uh, with all that. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.